Hello, my lovelies. Welcome to the Makeup is My Therapy podcast. My name is Nicola Mottram, and I'm a makeup artist in Los Angeles, working on everything from weddings and events to film and television sets. Prior to makeup, I earned my bachelor's in psychology with the intention of getting my master's. Then I discovered makeup. Even though I'm not directly in the field of psychology anymore, I do find that as a makeup artist, I am constantly utilizing it. Have you ever thought that talking to your hairdresser is like talking to your therapist? It's the exact same with makeup. When you're in the, someone's hair or face, there's this inherent sense of trust. They're trusting you with major features of their appearance. So it makes sense that they would then trust you enough to open up about their life. And I love providing that backboard for someone who just needs a listening ear. This was the reason why I wanted to be a psychologist in the first place. I was fascinated with the human mind and finding the motivations behind our actions. And now with makeup, I've found that I'm getting the best of both worlds with two great passions of mine. I started this podcast because I wanted to talk psychology and makeup, the trends behind makeup, the history of it, and its psychology and how it affects us. Now, I'm not a therapist, I'm a makeup artist with a unique history in psychology. And I want to create a safe space for people and makeup artists to come and know they aren't alone in the things they're feeling. Makeup can be intimidating. The industry can be intimidating. It can make people feel that they aren't good enough. Have you ever heard of imposter syndrome? That's what I want to talk about. That's what I want to address. That the way they look as well isn't good enough. That makeup is a mask. I want to use this podcast to quell that thought. You are good enough. Makeup can be a powerful tool if you want it to be. Now, let's get started. So I wanted to tell a little story about something that happened at work today. If you don't know, I work as a brand representative for a relatively large brand in a few makeup stores. A client walks in desperate to find a foundation that matches them. They'd been to multiple other places and everyone had matched them to something different each time. They were just tired of having to come back and find a new one. And this isn't the first time a client had said this to me. So how come this is happening? I think there is a lot of confusion around how to match someone's foundation. I want to shed some light on how to ease that frustration for the next time someone walks into a makeup store and doesn't know what to look for. So a little shameless plug, I have a masterclass coming up on March 13th at 11 a.m. where I will answer any questions you have regarding foundation and foundation matching. I will also have a model that I'll do an application on so you can see firsthand how I go about matching someone. Tickets are only $10. I will include the link to the masterclass in the show notes below. First, I want to say that there are 7 billion different skin tones in the world. Every single person's skin is different in some way and may react to different foundations in different ways. No one has the exact same skin tone and skin chemistry and skin type combination as another person. But cosmetic brands try to represent those 7 billion skin tones and chemistries and types into about 20 to 40 shades and a few different finishes and ingredients in a couple foundations. So their brands may have um, one to two different foundations depending on the finish and, and skin type that you have. So it's no wonder that some people struggle to find a shade or a foundation that is perfect for them because inherently there will be people that are left out. There's no way for 7 billion people to be 
fit into 20 to 40 shades. Now back to the main purpose of this episode. Yes, there are proper ways to match someone's foundation, but it's ultimately subjective. Whenever I am matching someone, I always ask first what they prefer, how they like to wear their makeup, what their price range is, and what they want to match to, to their neck or their face. Now, I will give my advice and what I think would look great on them, whether it's to their face or to their neck. However, it is 100% up to the client whether they take my advice or not. And it's not my place to then judge them on that choice. They are investing money in their appearance. Foundation isn't cheap, with prices up to $70 for one fluid ounce of foundation. That's a lot of money for one fluid ounce. I mean, now there's, there's obviously cheaper options, but it's crazy to me how varying these prices are with the very little difference in the products and ingredients themselves. Yes, there are bad foundations, and those come at a range of different prices, not just cheap ones. And you can probably find a pretty good one at a CVS or Walgreens for only $6. I mean, I have. And I use it on clients sometimes, especially um, when I'm working on set and it's supposed to be a more natural look. I found the perfect one to get the most even and flawless complexion and it was only six bucks. But that's a conversation for another day. (laughs) The point I'm making is I will ask these questions first before giving recommendations because I want to establish a sense of trust. I'm investing my time by asking these questions first. I'm also making the most efficient use of that time. With the client I had today, I asked them these questions and then based on that, recommended a few brands that were in that price range, gave that finish that they wanted and had those matching undertones. But what I also did was I read their reactions to the the foundations I was putting on. If they're not loving it, I'm I'm going to give other options. So this client was previously told that they had an olive undertone. Honestly, I didn't see that at all. Olive is very distinct and not the most common of undertones. It can be very green. It can appear very green. That's typically why most foundations or brands don't have that many or any olive undertone options. To me, this client looked like they had a neutral undertone. And neutral is kind of interesting because it's like the middle of everything so it's not yellow it's not olive it's not rosy it's like in the middle I mentioned to them that we can try a few different options to see which one they like best I showed a neutral undertone and an olive one the olive one was very obviously green and you know we we didn't I kind of almost immediately took it off because I didn't like it I showed it to them first but they were from the same brand And then I let them decide. They ultimately went with the one I suggested, which was the neutral one. But this is the power of choice. A lot of the time, I will ask them what they think. If they don't know and then ask me my opinion, then I'll tell them what my thoughts are. But too many times I've had clients come in no longer trusting the opinions of advisors in these makeup stores because they've been matched wrong one too many times. So this is why I try to give them the power back in their choices. That also helps establish trust. I don't want them to think I'm just trying to sell them a product to get them out of my hair. 
or trying to sell them the most expensive one. I want them to feel heard, to feel seen, and to feel validated. Makeup is a powerful tool, but it's also an intimidating one. It can be very judgmental and also unforgiving. And clients can sometimes feel as if they don't want to speak up because they're afraid of being judged or saying something wrong. I want to completely change that mindset for anyone who is sitting in my makeup chair who, who, or who comes into a makeup store asking my opinion. You will never be judged by me, ever. If there's something you don't like, tell me I won't be offended. I can take the criticism if you don't like something personally. What may work for one person may not work for another. Ultimately, you're going to be the one that's wearing this makeup. I want you to feel amazing. I haven't done my job right if you're not leaving my chair or the makeup store looking and feeling your best. That's the ultimate goal. Because I want you to feel good. I I want you to feel confident. I don't want you to leave the makeup store or my chair feeling as if you're afraid to show other people your face. Because what does that do to your confidence? I mean, I want you to feel like you can take on the world because that's how powerful makeup can be. But on the flip side of that, it can really, really be damaging to someone's self-confidence if it's done wrong. But this is also the mindset that needs to change. Makeup is not wrong. It's an art form. There may just be people who have their opinions. When you think of art, when you think of a painting right? The beauty is in in the eye of the beholder. You know that saying, right? It's, you may love it or someone may love it, but another person may hate it. They don't understand it. It's the same with makeup. Wear the makeup that makes you feel great. You radiate that confidence. And then there may be other people that receive that confidence and be like, hey, you look fantastic. But if there's someone that's just going to disagree, then that's them just disagreeing and they can, you know, have their own opinions. But you're in charge of how you feel. It is your choice, your power. Don't let anyone ever tell you otherwise, because that's how makeup should be. Makeup should be your power. With that said, I want to leave you all with some tips on how to approach finding foundations that are suitable for you. First, think about how would you describe your skin? Be as detailed as possible when talking to an advisor. Is it dry? Is it combination? Is it oily? Is it sensitive? And if it's sensitive, do you know what you're sensitive to? Because when you, someone says that they're sensitive, it is so broad in terms of what it could be. Like, is there a particular ingredient that you're sensitive to? Um, Do you have a certain reaction when you try a certain foundation? What are some commonalities between the foundations that you've tried that, that have those reactions? And then do you have any allergies? So is there something that you know that you have an allergic reaction to? If so, we'll try and keep those, any brands or foundations that have those allergens in that, in them, we'll stay away from. Um, I'd probably, if you were to tell me if you had any allergies, I'd probably go to a cleaner brand. So, um, there's a lot of, there's now a lot of brands that are made without, uh, uh, made without sulfates, alcohols, phthalates, um, 
fragrance free. So if you're sensitive to fragrances, that's very good to kind of think about too. Like there's a lot of clean brands that are made with formulated without fragrances. Um, then figure out your preferences for brands. What are your values when it comes to a brand? Like, do you want something, a brand that's cruelty-free, a foundation that's cruelty-free, vegan, clean, gluten-free? There's These are all a lot uh, things to think about when it comes to like, the value of a brand, because that's very important to people as well. Then you can discuss what your preferences are for the finish of the makeup itself. What consistency of makeup do you want? Do you want a liquid foundation, a cream or stick foundation, maybe a powder foundation? If you have drier skin, I'd probably stay away from the powder and go towards the liquid. But um, just think about kind of what type of foundation you want. And then how much coverage do you want? Do you want sheer which is very, very little coverage, probably similar to like more of a tinted moisturizer or something like that. A light coverage, medium coverage or full coverage. There's also buildable coverage. So you can ha kind of have the whole range if you're not like particular on how much cover you do want or if you know you want a lighter coverage for during the day and then maybe a heavier coverage if you're going out at night. A buildable Buildable coverage foundation might be the best option for that. Then there's the finish of the makeup. Do you want dewy, natural finish, or matte? So a dewy foundation will make you look like you kind of have um, like a glossy look on the face. It's very summery, um, very fresh, very pretty. However, for some, like the wrong with the diff, with a oily skin type, let's say, a dewy foundation may not be the best because it could make you look more oily. It's mainly about your preferences in terms of that. And then there's natural finish, which is meant to look like you have um, little makeup on, so it's supposed to look natural. Um, so like your skin. And then there's matte. Matte finish is going to take away all the oils um, in your skin and kind of look very, almost look flat. But I mean, with those, it's very important to have a, um, almost like a full face of makeup on um, because matte can take away a lot of dimension of the face. These are all very important and helpful questions to ask yourself before you walk into the makeup store so that the advisors can help you find the best brand and foundation for you. And then you'll ultimately be happier because you know what you want and you found they will, the advisors will be able to recommend brands that fit within your criteria of what you want for a foundation. One other aspect to think about is price. Do you have a price range that you're trying to stick to? Typically, Sephora's will have the more prestige and luxury brands. Prestige um, is considered brands such as Too Faced, Tarte, Benefit, NARS, all of those, which are all in the $30 to $40 range for foundation. And then luxury would be those such as Armani, Dior, YSL, Givenchy, Chanel, etc., which would be in the more $50 to $70 range. 
Sephora does have their own line called the Sephora Collection, which would provide a cheaper option in store. I believe their foundations are around $20. However, if you want more drugstore brands, which have uh, brands such as um, Maybelline, Revlon, NYX, Almay, Makeup Revolution, ColourPop, etc., those are all available at Ulta. And those will probably be in the 10 to $20 range or 10 and under range. These are all very important and helpful questions to ask yourself and to answer for the beauty advisors so they can help you find the best brand and foundation for you. I hope you found value in this episode. I really am aiming to create a sense of acceptance and non-judgment. I, I will always advocate for a non-judgmental and safe space, especially in the makeup industry. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and follow this podcast to keep up to date on more episodes. If you want more tips on makeup and skincare, please follow my makeup page at Nicola Jane Makeup. And remember, sign up for my masterclass on Sunday, March 13th at 11 a.m. Tickets are only $10. Get them while they're still available. Thank you again. See you next time.